produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Emery, if you are trying to accomplish something, would you be most motivated by fear, jealousy, anger, or a lifetime supply of vegan chewing gum? <laughs> uh, none of those really resonate with me. But, but for the sake of this thought experiment, we'll go gum. What's your favorite motivational quote? Um, at the moment, it's one that I found on the Get Motivated subreddit. Okay. And it's actually an Ernest Hemingway quote. He says, there's nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility lies in being superior to your former self. Mm. I love that. It's like, you're great. Just be a better version of yourself. Okay, mine's a little different. Okay. It comes from Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> okay. um, and it's an answer to what is best in life. Mm. And his answer is to crush your enemies, crush your enemies. to see, <laughs> see them, them driven, driven before, before you. <laughs> and uh, so it's a little different than Hemingway, but I, I seriously think that my answer for what motivates me is provocation, is like friendly competition, someone telling me I can't do something. What about you? When I think I can't do something, that's when I really want to do it. Like that's why I started running, and that's that's been the source of many new adventures in my life. It's still really hard to get motivated, right? Even when you spend all of your time, as you apparently have, looking at the Get Motivated subreddit, which <laughs> is full of, like, Hemingway and Conan motivational quotes and stories about people doing awesome things despite the challenges they face. Right. But it feels appropriate that Arnold Schwarzenegger is referenced in your answer because we're about to meet... Conan the Barbarian. N what? <laughs> no. We're, we uh, are going to meet someone who's pumping a lot of iron, though. True. So my name is Jared Wells. I'm originally from Utica, New York. I just moved to Denver. And uh, right now I'm working over at a plants factory and trying to become a pro bodybuilder. Being a pro bodybuilder, what I think of is, like, basically you get paid to go to places and put oil on your body and flex <laughs> under bright lights. That's what I think. I used to think the same thing, I'm not going to lie. Jared started his quest to become a bodybuilder pretty recently, actually. He's still bulking up, as they say. What is the part of your body that you're most proud of right now? I would, I would have to say my abs. Can you describe what you look like now? Um, so I'm about 150 pounds, uh, my, arm, my arms really aren't that big. Uh, they're getting there. My thighs are still kind of thin. I still uh, I've got some pretty decent calves, and then uh, ripped ripped abs, and then I'm building my chest up. Do you have like a target weight, target like circumference of your bicep or something? Um, no, no target circumference or anything like that. But I do. I would like to be at least. I would. My goal weight is 180. 180. Yeah, that's my goal weight too. But I'm 30 pounds heavier than that. <laughs> hey, man, we're, we're both 30 pounds away, so. Hell yeah, I'll meet you in the middle. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a deal. <laughs> if you think Jared's size and weight sounds a little small for your average bodybuilder, you're not wrong. This is partly because Jared's new to bodybuilding, but also because it's been a big year of transformation for him. And not just because he moved from upstate New York to Denver. January of last year, I weighed 117 pounds. 
and I'm six, just about six foot one. So as you can imagine, that's that's not very good. I was kind of I was kind of looking at death door. My lung function had fallen severely. My mom and I kind of been planning for the worst. We had talked to the doctors about hospice, kind of had been thinking about that, but I definitely, I looked my mother in the eye and kind of told her that that might be something I want to set up a, you know, a will hospice at the whole nine. I'm Ben Brock Johnson. I'm Amory Sievertson, and you're listening to Endless Thread, the show featuring stories found on Reddit. We're coming to you from Boston's NPR station, WBUR. Today's episode, Get Get Motivated. Motivated. A year ago, Jared was close to going into hospice because Jared has cystic fibrosis. And I'll be honest, I didn't know a lot about this disease, but Jared has lived it pretty much for 22 years, since he was born. Um, So cystic fibrosis is a degenerative genetic disease um, that affects the lungs and sometimes the pancreas or digestive system. We have a hard time uh, clearing mucus out of our lungs, so it builds up and can cause infections and make it very hard to breathe, kind of clog it all up and... Eventually, some people have the digestive issue where the mucus can just kind of cover, you know, the digestive tract and make it really hard to absorb the nutrients that most people would. Despite this, Jared says that thanks to his mom and his older brother, he had a pretty quote-unquote normal childhood. He went to school, hung out with his friends. Pretty typical. Not so typical. The medications and time-consuming treatments that he had to keep up with every day. Enzymes to help him absorb the nutrients in his food. Nebulizers. Um, I also have a machine called a vest, which is literally a machine that pumps air into a vest, you know, fills it up, and then vibrates it very quickly to help break up that mucus to make me cough it out. As you might imagine, this stuff can get pretty tiring. And last January, Jared was freaking tired. You know, after so many years, I was kind of just sick of it. You know, even if I did everything right, I felt like uh, I was still going to get sick and I was just prolonging the inevitable. And I kind of just let my let myself go. I kind of just decided to enjoy my life to the fullest instead of doing what I need to do to prolong it. Translation, instead of doing his treatments, Jared would go hang out with his friends. He started drinking a little bit more. He started sleeping more. Which doesn't seem like a big deal on the surface, but when you have cystic fibrosis, backing off of the fight starts to turn into a death sentence. And Jared knew that. He just thought he was ready for it. One day after a doctor's visit, he had the talk with his mom about setting up his will and preparing for hospice, preparing to die. I think it was maybe the next, the very next day, My lung function had dropped so much that I was practically suffocating myself. just remember calling my mom, saying that we need to go to the hospital, and then being in a, in a wheelchair, finally getting admitted into the hospital. And I, just, I remember coming out of that, saying to myself, like, there's got to be more. And something just clicked that said, 
I'm not, I'm not ready yet. This is when Jared decided to do something totally out of character for him, and especially out of character for someone with his disease. He had this friend from town. The friend's dad ran a bodybuilding gym in Utica, and that friend invited Jared to come work out sometime, if he wanted. So one morning, pretty soon after he decided he didn't want to die after all, Jared hit the gym. But this was not your so-called sports club with, you know, cucumber water and a sauna. So it's a super old-school bodybuilding gym. Yeah. There is no windows, only a few skylights, and then we have one big garage door to open. Um, Walls are concrete with, like, paint chipping on them. There's a, there's a wall of all the people that have trained there that have gone pro. And then, of course, you got all the old school bodybuilders and wi- women bodybuilders with the, you know, the sign, sign frame photos. So, like, what did you do on your first day? I definitely followed my friend around like a little puppy. <laughs> um, What's your friend's name? Uh, Vinny Donnelly. Vinny Donnelly. Okay, mm-hmm. you and Vinny. So we did a, a decline bench press. I was only doing the bar. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. Uh, We did chest press. Uh, I believe we did just a flat bench. Was there a moment that, like, clicked for you? Were you like, oh, yeah, this is my, this is it. This is my jam. I'm going to do this now. Not really. Uh, (laughs) To be honest, I was thinking it was going to be a one, you know, couple times and then kind of quit. But Uh I don't know what it was. I, I just started going every day. And, you know, after Mr. Donnelly, Vinny's dead, uh, I kind of wanted to take me on as a project. Everybody looked at me and said, well, you're not getting out of this now. All right, wreck it. Come on, Jared, own it. Pull. 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 Hold it. Nice job. Can you describe uh, Mr. Donnelly? Like, again, I'm going to come from a place of uh, pop culture uh, basic references here, (laughs) but I'm just, like, thinking of the guy from Rocky, the trainer from Rocky with, like, a stogie in his mouth, and he's like, (laughs) you know, and he's got a little cap on his head. Oh, God, he's he's about six. I want to say he's, like, 6'3". He's a a pretty massive guy, Um, and uh, he is very hard of hearing, so sometimes you got to, like, scream in his ear, but... You know, you ask him any questions about bodybuilding, he's more than happy to help anyone. He's he's just that kind of guy. Mr. Donnelly had actually trained with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno in Venice Beach. So there's some legit bodybuilding pedigree there. And he saw something in Jared. Partly attendance. They'd train at 6 a.m. every day because Jared wasn't really into having an audience. There were fewer people there to stare at Jared, who was frail and pale and honestly didn't look like he could lift much of anything. I would have to say it was probably like two or three weeks down the road when I started actually having energy and I put on, you know, five pounds of weight and I was like, this, this is amazing. This is exactly where I wanted to be. In the first three months, Jared put on 35 pounds. And that's not even the best part of it. My lung function, uh, it, it jumped up to about what it was three years ago, which was kind of unheard of. 
Um, typically with cystic fibrosis, when you lose uh, su th that substantial amount of lung function, it's very, very hard to get it back. And I kind of done that what seemed impossible. Since then, Jared has had a pretty mind-blowing journey. And all in the last year. Eventually, a Redditor caught wind of a post about Jared on Facebook and posted pictures and his story to the Get Motivated community on Reddit. It blew up, just like Jared had. Then came more posts with pictures of Jared at the gym and captions like, Jared didn't take today off, did you? And some people just don't make excuses. He basically became his own meme. And even though he's at best a Reddit lurker, Jared kept up with the memes and comments on these posts. What do you make of that? What do you think of all these strangers just kind of ooing and aahing over your what you've made of your life? Uh, I never would have expected in a million years for me to kind of go viral, for people to to be so impressed or, you know, motivated or inspired by what I've done. Jared says the whole thing, his work at the gym and the results he's had, the training under Mr. Donnelly, and the Reddit reaction, has him thinking about the future in a way he hasn't before. What keeps you motivated? Like, I feel like I could, like, not be able to find my earbuds or, like, not have the shorts <laughs> that I want, you know? And I'm like, ah, it's, it's kind of wet outside. <laughs> yeah, anyone I mean? can start going to the gym. It's it's continuing to go to the gym. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely have my days where it's a, they're tougher than than others. Um, but what really what really keeps me motivated is the fact that I can kind of take control of my life again and be healthy, as well as motivate and inspire others to to make a change in their life as well. Jared's even considering something that he never would have considered a year ago, becoming a motivational speaker. Even if it's not just in the gym, if I can inspire someone to take control of their life or, you know, do something more with their life, that's, that's everything. And then being able to show my mom that everything she did when I was younger is not going to waste. Was it hard for her when you moved? Not, not really. She kind of, she was really excited to get me out of, out of Utica. <laughs> that is not what I was expecting you to say. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, the don't day, let the door hit your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the day of, she she got very emotional, and I'm not gonna lie, that was, that was probably the first time I've seen her cry when I left. These are big steps. Nine months of heavy training in Utica after years of not training at all moving away from home to a new city, a drier city, where Jared can breathe better, a new job in an appliance factory, someday motivational speaker. But in some cases, you've got to start with the bar before you add weight. Jared's bar right now is getting his personal trainer credentials. And leaning into the bodybuilding community, where you go to competitions, you can win prize money after being judged on the symmetry and sculpting of your muscles. Also, where Jared has found camaraderie that he never knew existed. You competed in your first bodybuilding competition recently. I did. How did that go? Um, it went very well. I wasn't expecting it to be as, as friendly and as much of a community 
backstage as it was. You know, I, I was I was just chatting up with people I didn't even knew. I didn't even know. I just met. I placed fourth overall in my in one of my divisions or in one of my classes, and then fifth in another. Um, so I, I did I did pretty decent. Not as good as I would have liked to. You know, I wanted to win, but I would say for my first go at it, it was a learning experience, and I'm going to take that and and kind of build on that. What's the high five quotient backstage? How many high fives are going around? Oh God, plenty. <laughs> um, everybody, everybody is such is such a great supporter of, of each other. It was it was very it was very eye opening. Number thirteen, Jared. Ben, I have a new Get Motivated quote. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's, Jim it like Jared. Ooh. Mm. I mean, it doesn't have the same barbaric rage of seeing your enemies driven before you Conan style, but <laughs> I'm in. It has a nice ring. Thanks. In fact, I'm motivated, Amory, and there's proof. And it's on the internet, which means it's forever. We examine Ben's proof of getting motivated in 2019 in a minute. Hi, I'm Willa Paskin, the host of Decoder Ring, Slate's podcast about cracking cultural mysteries. On Decoder Ring, we dive down rabbit holes and obsessively explore questions hiding in plain sight. Like, why has slow dancing gone out of style? And when did we all become obsessed with hydration? And where did the word mullet, you know, to describe a hairstyle, come from? That's Decoder Ring, named one of the best podcasts of 2023 by The New York Times. Listen to new episodes every two weeks and make sure to follow us so you never miss one. Emery, can you remember my New Year's resolution that I told you about? Well, I remember you saying that you wanted to get fit and lose some weight. Uh, specifically, I think the words I used were that I'd like to turn my dad bod into a little more of a rad bod. <laughs> oh, yes. It's all coming back to me. There's a rad bod inside of me here. I just know it. Okay. Whatever you say. <laughs> Okay, look, I realize that this is the tropiest of all New Year's resolution tropes, but let me just say, number one, I'm not that unhappy with myself. I feel like my goals are within reach. I'm a pretty active guy, but my dad life with the whole milk in the fridge, the garbage truck cleanup for whatever the kids won't eat, the happy life I've lived, enjoying beers and all the things over the last 10 years, Emory, it's caught up with me. Hmm. And for myself, but also for my family... I want to get a little healthy and make a little change. I like this. I, I support you. Thanks, man. And naturally, of course, instead of recruiting you, Emery, because I knew that you'd kill me in the gym, <laughs> I recruited a Redditor to help me with this resolution. My name is uh, Daniel Peaver. I'm from uh, Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. Uh, in my, uh, my day job, I work as a sales rep uh, in a family business here in town. Daniel's family business involves providing bingo sheets, Amory, to, you know, like all the retirement communities and other avid bingoers in Northwest Ontario. 
I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I know. I forgot that bingo, like bingo sheets, you need like actual They've sheets. They've got to come from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the business also involves something that would seem to run counter to any effort to lose weight ever. Yeah, the other focus of our business is uh, like concession food, snacks. So have you ever been to like a hockey arena and had nachos and cheese or a slushy or an icy for uh, the American people out there? Um, we supply all that uh, in this part of, uh, of the country. Hmm. Operation Dadbod to Radbod is off to an iffy start. <laughs> yes, I admit getting in touch with a guy whose family business literally provides concession nacho cheese. has some pitfalls. But Dan is actually the perfect person to aid me on my quest, or my journey, which he told me is the term folks use because losing weight isn't easy. Daniel started his own journey about three years ago. Uh, I started at around 480. I'm not 100% sure the exact number, but it was uh, 480 to 490, but I just always uh, use 480 as my point of reference. Long story short, Dan had a friend living across the country that was getting in shape. And that friend kind of inspired Dan to get cracking in Thunder Bay. So he got a personal trainer. He started working out, started eating better. In two years, Dan lost 200 pounds. So, I mean, I've gone down like, you know, 20 inches there and, or, you know, in pant size and all that. And, you know, going from, you know, six, seven XL shirts to, you know, sometimes an XL shirt. Somewhere along the way, Dan got involved with a community on Reddit called Lose It!, where he eventually became a moderator. I mean, when I joined, it was a lot smaller than it is now. So it was only 600,000 people or so, whereas now in the last like eight months, it's gone up to like 1.3 million people or whatever. So it's, it's, the dynamics definitely changed a lot. But, um, you know, it's, it's a great place for people to come and it just encourages you know, all the things that I said, like, you know, moving more, getting healthy. And it puts you in a group setting with other people. And uh, it's definitely been a really good tool for me. And I know lots of other people that use it end up finding it as a great resource as well. What do you think about around this time of year when it comes to the common mistakes that people make? And what advice could you give to people like me who are like, all right, this is it. I'm going to use this to get my shit together. Right. Well, I mean, the the first thing I always like to say to people is that, like, I mean, this is when I started. I mean, I started January 6th. And, uh, you know, as we've discovered, you know, I've had my own success. So don't think you're going to fail before you start. And uh, <laughs> I like to but, hear that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but I mean, the, the, the biggest mistake people make is you try and do too much too fast and you're trying to make 50 changes at once while still having a real life and working and all that comes with that. And it's it's just too much. So when you're starting right now, I mean, your your focus should only be your food, basically what you're eating, because uh, that's the the biggest thing to kick or change. What you're doing is, in theory, should be changes for your life and not just changes for right now. And then you you end up in a position where what you're doing isn't a diet anymore, or it's not um, a pain in your ass or anything. It's 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 just what you do, you know. I eat this way, I go to the gym three days a week, and, uh, you know, that's just my life, and that's what I do, and I enjoy it, versus the hmm. the terror of, uh, you know, trying to go to the gym at 5 a.m. every day, and, you know, eating this and skipping that and not having that, and, you know, it's it, you, you can't overwhelm yourself, right? You just got to take it uh, one step at a time. It's a marathon, not a sprint, as it were. Yeah, well, exactly, right? I mean, that's a perfect analogy, um, and I tried to avoid using that because it's so overused all the time. But, I mean, it, it is a perfect <laughs> analogy, right? <Sorry>. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, it, it is the perfect analogy. I mean, 
it's going to take time to undo the damage you've done, so to speak, um, you know, uh, to your waistline in that. And, you know, you've, you know, I spent 26 years, uh, being a fat fuck. So if it takes me a year longer to get where I wanted than I mm. thought, then so be it. Right. You don't have to be good every day. You just have to have more good days than bad. You know what, Ben? This all sounds like solid advice in spite of your marathon and sprint cliche. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not wrong, right? No. Daniel also told me a less cliched saying, which is popular in the Lusic community. It is not what you eat between Christmas and New Year's. It's what you eat between New Year's and Christmas. Basically, every day is a new opportunity to have a quote-unquote good day. But what's a good day going to look like for you? Like, what are you going to do in this operation dad bod to rad bod? Okay, well, I did some research. Which already gives me a little more hope that you're serious about this, I got to say. Yes, and not only did I do research, Amory, you're going to be so proud. I posted a draft of my plan to the Lose It community on Reddit looking for feedback. I am so proud. Good job, dude. And now I'm going to break it down for you. Okay. The headline is, I may not like it, but this is what my peak 38-year-old dad bod looks like. I have a plan, but I'm not sure it's the right plan advice. You ready? Yes. So I've got a diet section here and a fitness section. Okay. So for diet, uh, I'm going to try to cut out all refined sugar. I'm going to, like, cull back my carbs big time. Okay. I'm going to lose the beer and swap it out for booze. (laughs) Um, No eating after 10 p.m., so that's going to help me hopefully go to sleep earlier and also, like, not put on weight by just eating late night. I'm going to generally cut back on my dairy, so chill on the cheddar cheese, swap whole milk for skim milk or soy. So that's my diet plan. Love it. Fitness plan. Do everything that Amory does. <laughs> no, my fitness plan is uh, commit to four hours per week of exercise. So okay. that's going to be a little tricky, but yeah. I think I can do it. I'm going to do that by working out in the morning. I'm going to get more sleep for realsies. I'm going to focus my exercise basically on cardio, core strengthening, and arms work because I want to, you know, be able to um, invite people to the gun show. Um, <laughs> do you have a trainer, or are you just making your own? Fitness? My my trainer weirdly is my dad. Okay. <laughs> because we go to the gym together in the morning. Hell yeah. So my dad, like, he texts me every morning if I'm running late, and is like. Hey, man, I'm down here sweating. What are I you doing? I love this. I know. What a hero. He is a total hero, and I'm a zero right now, <laughs> but I'm working on it. And my question is, will this work? Will it take forever? And will I, you know, look less like a seal and more like a dolphin? <laughs> it, it, it sounds like a lot, but I think there are tools that can help you do that for sure. Okay. You're optimistic? Totally. Okay, cool. Cautiously optimistic, but I'm optimistic. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Yeah. All right. So I also asked Dan for his feedback. I mean, for what your mission is, right? I mean, your mission isn't to become a, you know, Planet Fitness, Mr. Fitness or whatever. You know what I mean? Your your mission is just to get a little bit healthier and look a little better, right? So I think I I described it as going from dad bod to rad bod. Yeah, dad bod. Or or slightly rad bod. (laughs) Oh, I think you'll do just fine. I mean, it's... um, I mean, it's going to suck sometimes, and it's not always going to be as uh, hunky-dory as, as, as you want it to be. But, uh, yeah. you know, as, as long I mean, it, it's what you want to do, right? And, I mean, it, what you want to achieve has to be important enough to you that it's kind of overrides everything. Sure. Um, and But in doing that, I mean, eventually it gets to the point where um, it's not overriding anything. It's just your new normal, your new routine, right? 
Dan, thank you so much for giving me all of this advice and for talking to us uh, about this and telling us your own story. Thank you. Well, Ben, at this point, I'm not sure what else there is to say other than let Operation Dad Bod to Rad Bod commence. (laughs) I mean, I'm basically perfect. I just need to tone a bit. That's all. Uh, And stop eating like all the donuts. (laughs) Um, What about you, though? We talked about your New Year's resolution possibilities. We talked about a couple. Yeah. What do you got? Um, Okay, so... You remember last summer we went swimming at the pond by your house? Yes, we did. In these frigid days, that feels like another planet, but uh-huh. yes. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like swimming is a generous term for what I was doing mm. because I can't really swim. I mean, you definitely stayed afloat and we swam pretty far, but you did it with what I would characterize as a very energetic doggy paddle. Very energetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can tread water for days, but... I just have zero swimming technique. Mm-hmm. So this year, I'm going to learn how to swim. And I got myself a swim coach on Reddit. Nice. You got to surf the internet before you can swim. <laughs> um, so how, where, who, what's Whomst. the deeds? Whomst. <laughs> um, her name is Leah. She okay. lives just outside of Boston. And she has agreed to up my swimming game. Roll tape. No, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to dive in pretty soon. Oh, I see what you did there. Yes. So we're going to have to do an episode update, I think, from the fantastic future of Rad Dad Bod Ben to Amory Katie Ledecky Sievertson. Mm, damn it. This means we actually have to follow through. Mm-hmm. Give me 10, Johnson. No! All right. If you want to take a look at the detailed version of my fitness and nutrition plan and the amazingly detailed and, dare I say, encouraging positive feedback, you can do that on Reddit, where we are endless underscore thread. While you are on our page, by the way, hit that follow button so we can stay in touch with you there. Also, huge thanks to the Lose It community and Dan for helping with that. And thanks to user SodakZak for connecting us to Jared, you the man, Also, by the way, Sodak Zach is featured in one of our other episodes called Gator Roll. You should totally check it out. It features three great love stories from Reddit. And yes, Amory and I will update you with our progress on our missions, epic wins or epic fails. Endless Thread is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station, in partnership with Reddit. Our show is a dream realized by Jessica Alpert, who rolls into her gym with that old-school cool. Iris Adler is our executive producer, and when we told her we were entering a bodybuilding competition, she said, That happened. Mix and sound design by Paul Vikas, who, when looking at Ben's workout plan, he said, Oh, no, 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 no. Our web producer is Megan Kelly, who stares at inspirational Jared posts because she loves wholesome memes. Michael Pope is our advisor at Reddit, who thinks Lose It is full of life pro tips. Josh Swartz is our producer, and he thinks about New Year's resolutions like expectation versus reality. Extra production assistance from James Lindbergh. Thanks to Redditor Suicide by Thug for this week's artwork. It is called Delete Facebook Hit the Gym Lawyer Up. It's great. 
By the way, if you want to email us, you can hit us up at endlessthread at wbur.org. You can give us a juicy story tip so we can tell it like we did today, or let us know if you want to make art for an upcoming episode. We'd love to work with you. My co-host and producer is Amory Sievertson. I am senior producer and host Ben Brock Johnson. I'll let myself out. Do 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 baby shark do 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 do